Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Wednesday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is December 6th. Andy, how are we doing? Brendan, I'm doing well. I got to say, I think this is a minor miracle that uh, that we're doing this recording. You are you are currently fighting a household stomach bug. And, you know, it seems like your, your impending doom is just around the corner. As I explained to someone yesterday, it's like one of those big waves you see. And you're in the ocean. It's coming your way. You got time. But you're either going under the wave, you're going over the wave, but you know it's coming for you. It's not. There's no way around it. You're not going to get to shore in time before the wave hits you. But I think this is another way the world is conspiring against us to not get your review done. They're trying to jam us as soon as we got over this mountain of Hero World Challenge, the rollback. Try to jam us with the stomach bite. Let's been a war zone over here, reminiscent of our days back in St. Andrews. It's like It feels like we went to the rib joint in Scotland uh at st andrews like we're back there and and down for the count but uh we're getting through it i've not gotten hit yet but everyone in my house has it feels like over the last 48 to 72 hours but we'll get through it that's a tough break that's a tough break i uh you know i i feel for you i'm starting to feel better i i will say i'm a little sad i'm a little little um not sad just I'm like the guy sitting on the chair in the GIF, just staring out into the, you know, abyss. I'm a little worried the Packers might have another great quarterback. <laughs> Apparently their schedule is just a complete joke the rest of the way. Uh, they could win like 10 games, 11 games or something. But yeah, Jordan Love looks hot. Hot to trot. He looks better than Justin Fields. <laughs> That's for sure. He looks better than Justin Fields, which has to be sort of agonizing given the the history and the circumstances my internet's a disaster i I think at this point it's just organizational failures yeah that's the other thing comcast is trying to jam us i spent 50 minutes on the phone with comcast the other day 50 minutes of my time trying to get my internet fixed it said you need to go to the store and get a new modem or pick up new equipment. That's all it is, huh? No, the wires aren't bad, but it's been a disaster lately. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, it's gotten bad again. So I'm gonna have to go to the store after spending did time you, on the did phone. You, with uh, did you go to the store? No, I've been. To, I've, I've, my house has been a war zone with just kids barfing everywhere and, and like no childcare. It's been terrible. It's so, so we're getting through it. We'll get over it. Fortunately, yeah. there's no news yet in Comcast, the golf world. This what. Com- Comcast has been in my life lately. So, you know, I have Comcast internet and they, yeah. I'm like, I don't need any TV. I, I'm okay. I'm a streamer. Yeah. I don't yeah. need a TV. Yeah. You know? So they're like, well, like you get the streaming box, you know, as part of your internet thing, you get this free streaming box. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't want the streaming box. And they're like, well, we, we're going to send it to you because it's part of the deal. I'm like, I don't want it. Just keep it. I don't want it. So I've had this streaming box just sitting in my shed for like a month. 
Uh-huh. And now I'm getting like rampant emails every day. It's like, please return your streaming box. We see you're not using it. <laughs> and I it's love like, that. I didn't ask for this. I asked not to get this. This is exactly why I didn't want it. I knew I wasn't going to use it. I knew I was never going to use it. And now I have to like take it to a store. It's insane. These companies, when you ask not to send something, just don't send it. You don't have to send it to me. You don't have to send it. It's, and now I got, I'm got. i saddled with this damn box, and I get an email every day about returning it from Comcast. I'm tempted right now to switch to my hotspot on my phone. That's how bad their internet is right now. I might need to switch to my phone, my hotspot. It's how bad. Shitty com. It's only like $75 a month, too, or our cable bill. It's like $300, $75 for internet. It's just a disaster. So we'll get to the store, get a new modem at some point. I They're like, we could send you a new one, but you're going to charge you $15 for shipping. I was like, what? Like, just send me new equipment. Your shit's not working. Send it to me. Why are you going to charge me for shipping? And now I can't even podcast. So, um, all right, let's get on with it. Um, I, now I am I am convinced we're being we're, there's a conspiracy to make sure this year review doesn't get done on time between the news cycle, the the golf news cycle, the stomach bug, Comcast, disgraceful Comcast. I'm doing our podcast from my iPhone hotspot despite paying whatever it is, eighty dollars a month for internet or some other thing, three hundred dollar cable bill. They're so bad, so inconsistent. I have to go to the store, spend my time getting a new modem. And it can't. It still doesn't even work. That's how bad Comcast is. We're being jammed. This entire month is about jamming us. But I, we're gonna pers- we're gonna persevere, overcome adversity, and get through the Masters at least today, right on this Wednesday. That's is there any other through. current events yeah. or current news you'd like to, to talk uh, about? Uh, the John yeah. Rom stuff continues to uh, to well, percolate. I was planning to get to get a little bit further, but then I, you know, I had a call with an OEM, and you know, <laughs> that's that's the world these days. It was a, it was a friendly call, you know. It was a it was a it was a delightful call, but you know, we uh, we had to hash out some things, you know, talk about our differences. Um, it sounds like that's coming Wednesday morning, nine a.m. Eastern or thereabouts. That the official um, whatever announcement's coming, a universal rollback from the USGA is coming. Um, Man, there's a lot of stupid shit being shouted from all from from everywhere. You know, I, I think the one and, and quite honestly, I'm open to a bunch of different arguments. Um, I think there's a lot that are being disingenuous. I think the one thing I am certain of in the whole mess um, is I feel like pro golfers just shouldn't have any say in it and aren't the people to listen to. On any, like, I will listen to probably an OEM before I listen to a pro golfer because I think they know they had their like head in the books on this at least they have their motives but i think the one thing i am certain of it feels like pro golfers are among the le- people we should listen to the least on this well subject. i i think like something to consider right is like oems i might disagree with with them and we might have different philosophies but you know overall like an oem wants the game to be popular right and mm-hmm. is con- and are concerned about wow. you know participation and different things, right? We're I'm in the same bucket. I want the game to be popular. I am concerned about participation 
I want the best game to be, you know, put forth. I think you're probably in the same boat. I don't think that a lot of pro golfers care about the health of the overall game of golf. I think they more so care about where, where their next paycheck's coming from and, uh, when, and how they're going to secure a bag of money. That's their general, you know, feeling. So we'll get that Wednesday. We also get, I don't know if we're going to get John Rom stuff. The Rob stuff seems to be in limbo. He doesn't seem to be talking to anybody. He hasn't commented on this. I mean, as of this recording, maybe some news will come out. Um, you know, there's rumors, reports that he's going to get his own team. He's getting 25% equity of that team. Uh, what, what's, what's Not certain is he's, well, maybe it's the cliques rebranded, which would be really sad, really sort of racing history would be really sad i just got my december digest newsletter cliques newsletter i don't know why what happened in december with the cliques like why is that a newsletter what could have happened well i um, imagine the qualified the promotions yeah is a true. big deal for them it is that is true well, they've got roster flexibility and they, signed, like, they signed blandy they have to they have to pump their chest out they they brought back a big fish and in, in the live pond they signed blandy your review delight research today was <laughs> Blandy popping at Eddie Pepperell and then issuing an apology saying he was drunk. I totally forgot about that in, in Adelaide. He goes, you shouldn't drink and tweet. I was drunk and tweeting. I forgot about Blandy getting into it with Eddie Pepperell being a drunk tweeter. But we'll get to your interview here in a minute. Um, I don't know. I don't know where the ROM stuff goes. All I know is we're about to do Masters year interview. And unequivocally, it would be the biggest signing for Liv. Like, imaginably unimaginably big signing when you think about it dj was like a unique cat older brooksy thought he was injured wasn't gonna play didn't know his competitive future john rom is pretty much the best player in the world over the last like seven years six seven years and uh you know maybe the number one player in the world and and like in his peak in his peak competitive powers it would be a massive massive get for live and a huge blow. Now, I don't know that it would change it, Liv a lot, right? It's not going to all of a sudden make it super popular, but it would be a huge blow for the tour. What were you going to say? Go ahead. You don't think millions are going to download the CW app to watch? No. No. It's not a game changer necessarily for that, that product, but it's huge blow for the tour. Yeah, I think... I think if you if they get if they get John Rom like if you zoom back to like whenever Liv started to poach people as and took a screenshot of the OWGR, it's pretty crazy to look at, like who all went to Liv, right? It is not insignificant the amount of talent they've accrued, and obviously, I think the OWGR is probably under more fire than it's ever been with the uh, Tiger jumping 400 spots for finishing <laughs> second to last in an event. Um, just not, not a great look for the OWGR. Um, uh, but anyways, you know, just the sheer amount of talent that they've um, collected, especially if they get ROM, you know, it's like kind of just another... I think like you could say, like they've gotten a lot of guys that are, are good players, but not a lot of great, great players, you know, and, and Rom would, you know, there aren't a lot of great, great players available and Rom adding to it would just, you know, like any, any like regular top 10 player in the world that they add at this point is a really, really big deal in the grand scheme of things. They'd also have two of the four 
two of the four de- defending champions at the men's major championships, which is also pretty significant in my opinion. My, rumors of maybe going for a third <laughs> of the fourth. Who knows? There's lots of rumors kicking up again. I mean, the thing is, who knows where they go from here? Like, how many yeah. more do they get? You know, it's like yeah. what if they get Rom? Who else is going? You know, it, it's it's um. I, I just am. I guess uh, I'll reiterate. I can't believe we're here uh, again, and it's just you know it's the same thing with this rollback. Like you just can't allow PGA Tour players to be a part of any of these decisions. They're incapable of thinking outside of anything outside of their own um, bank accounts. It's just extraordinarily depressing. It's eroding, I think, a lot of fans' um, interest in the sport. And when you lose fan interest, you don't have anything. And I think that it's just, it's like, these guys got to get over everything, get a deal done, get the sport back together. That is what you have to do. It's just put aside, put aside that you might not have gotten the 50 million that somebody else got. Just get over it. Sometimes you, mm. you know, like sometimes you miss investment opportunities. Sometimes, like, and this isn't an investment opportunity. I'm not comparing it to that, but like, just get over the ill will and get the game back together. And so that everything can move forward because this is doing nobody, nobody good. And, and, and you, you're, you're giving the other side a little bit more bargaining power like now we have john rom like you have to take us or when or the terms of the deal have changed a little bit maybe live has to stay when we do this deal or live you know what i'm saying like they're giving yes. they're losing leverage in the current ongoing discussion if if rob does go um it's interesting i mean you gotta you gotta hand it to live they they saw the opportunity they saw there's there was a sport there's a big sport that didn't have contracted labor and they went and got it now it's just time to say you know what we we're idiots for having us be vulnerable to this and this is where we just got to get a deal done just get a Don't. deal done let's talk about let, let's talk about other deals. What's what's the deal we got going? We got Fat Cork. I had a friend, friend of the program, Jamie. Uh, he said his sister or sister-in-law, impossible, impossible gift. Yes, he had just purchased. This is real on the on the ground. Uh, anecdotal reply from friend of the program. I was driving by his golf course the other day. Saw some uh, diggers out there, some excavators out. I was like, what's going on back there? I sent him a picture. He gets back to me. He goes, oh, they're doing this, that. He says, oh, by the way, my impossible to buy a gift for sister-in-law. I went the fat cork route. I said, you're influencing me. Oh, I'm not influencing anything. I'm not like we truly, these are friends of the program. We, they make a great product. This is a good gifting option. It's not going to pile up for someone that's impossible to get, buy something for, or, you know, you, you're kind of lost in the woods. You don't know what they might be into, what they fit, what size fits. You go to fatcork.com, you sign up for the membership, or you buy or, a one-off or bottles. Or buy bottles. Use the one-off promo code bottles. GOLF. 
Um, the membership, though, it's a recurring thing. It's going to keep putting the smile on your wife's, your significant other's, your spouse's face when it comes quarterly. You know, that's the gift that keeps on giving. It's consumable good. You drink it. It gets the hell out of your house. It's not piling up. But then it comes again. It keeps on coming in, in the spring and then the summer and the fall. It's perfect. So can become I, can a I member. You, Go ahead. Go ahead. Can I tell you another great aspect of having fat cork right now, this time of year? There's lots of holiday parties. All right. You need stuff to bring. I went to a, uh, a neighborhood bourbon night recently. And the pretense was, was like, do not bring any bourbon that, you know, you know, and do not leave any here. My wife won't have any of it. <laughs> so I thought, you know what? I want to contribute to this. Uh, you know, I want to contribute to them hosting us. So I brought yeah. over a bottle of fat cork. You know who wasn't complaining about a, a bottle of great champagne arriving? <laughs> the person who would have complained if I bar- yeah. brought a bur- bottle of bourbon. Right. Right. Switch it up. Switch it up. I mean, yeah. Switch it so, up. Use, so use a promo code like golf a, for that. Free generally, shipping. this time of year, you got to have. I mean, I'm not the biggest like gifter of like stuff. <laughs> like, I guess maybe I wasn't raised right or whatever. My <laughs> wife is insane about it. Like, if we're going somewhere, she is bringing yeah. like sometimes multiple things. Like, she's sure. nuts. Like, she we couldn't be more opposite ends of the spectrum with this. And um, so these bottles have been incredible as um, as gifts, because the other thing about it is like you're bringing something that other people just aren't going to bring because you're getting this super unique champagne that you cannot get anywhere else. Yeah, you didn't go to the the. You know, I don't want to say whatever grocery store, the trader, you didn't go. They know you didn't get some, you know, champagne at the end of the grocery aisle. Basically, it's a unique, it's unique champagne shipped straight from the region in France. Uh, On the membership, Brian runs Fat Cork. First 30 people to sign up for the club, for the club, get their Seamus head cover. It's like cork material head cover. It's a really good head cover. I love it. I'm against bespoke head covers. Not against, but I just... I don't know. It doesn't necessarily pop for me, but I got it. I'm very, very happy. I have it. You get a bunch of stuff. Two champagne bottle stoppers. There are two bottles of the year, a vintage rosé and a Blanc champagne uh, that's been Blanc aged for eight years. It's been aged for eight years in the portable um, ice bag. It's like this sleeve that you that you chill that, that takes the place of a big bucket. So you get all that when you sign up for the club right now. You give that gift. It's a great holiday gifting option. And then you get all those goodies, the head cover, a bunch of stoppers, um, two bottles of the year, and an ice bag. All right, go to fatcork.com. Use the promo code GOLF if you're just doing a one-off for free shipping. All right. You're review. Uh, let's do it. We are at the Valero. Big Tex. Big Texas down in San Antonio. Um, you're up, I believe, right? Aren't you on Valero? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Where are you at? What do we got here? I couldn't tell you. Valera. Ricky was close or he was, I was in on vacation. I was okay. on vacation. So like literally I didn't know anything. <laughs> I was like researching. I was like, oh, like I missed that. I missed that. So it was, a, it was a great revelation. All right. Valero, you got three events. You got the Valero, but you also have uh, Anwa and the Crooked Cat. <laughs> So live crooked cat. Who could who can forget about this? So let's start with Bryson. Okay. So Bryson says Tiger won't talk to him. 
since he's defected to live. He says, I texted him on his birthday. That he didn't text him back. Um, and he goes, it is what it is. He has his viewpoints on it and thinks we're potentially hurting his record. I hope one day we'll, he'll see the vision that we have, what we all have out here. So here's just going to come around to the vision. Okay. I'm so, dubious, Bryson. I hope, I hope one day he'll see the vision. It's like trying, sounds like somebody tried to convert somebody to some religion. Right, right, right. right. Um, you had uh, Ryan Nanny on the pod to oh, talk okay. about Orlando. Oh, all right. Yeah. The <laughs> son of Florida, Tampa Bay. I forgot about this week. You were, all, you were on vacation. So this yeah. was a good, fresh week for you. All right. Yeah. I, this is all new to me. Um, <laughs> all right. Anwa, Anwa week. So Rose finally gets it done. She wins her Anwa. Um, do you remember all the stuff that happened with this? No. Uh, didn't her dad come in and caddy Sunday or the fi- <laughs> not Sunday, the final round? Yeah. And it went from like a six or seven shot lead to a playoff, maybe? I think it was yeah. a playoff. Okay. All right. So she shoots um, 66-65 at Champions Retreat. It's like extraordinary. It's like a, a just a show extraordinary play she like basically everybody on the ground is like she didn't miss a shot for two days yeah and then they have the day break and she has uh an augusta caddy on the bag for um during the practice round the scouting yeah yeah the plan is for them to to loop for her it was the same caddy that jennifer cupcho used um so that's the plan then like saturday morning audible her dad comes on the back <laughs> and she starts off like super, she makes a double on the first hole or five shot lead goes to three. And it's just like a Rocky day. She's not playing well. She's not playing well at all. And the big moment comes on the 15th hole. She's got a two shot lead. She's oh. two thirty away. And it, and it seems like she's going to lay up uh-huh. and the dad in discourse seems to push Push her into going for it. <laughs> he's got the two gloves on. Yeah, he's an interesting cat. Yeah. And right. everybody's like, wait a second. What's what's going on? Like, what? <laughs> She's 2.30 out. This is like, she has to hit like an unbelievable shot here. Yeah. Yep. And sure enough, she rinses it. She makes a bogey. <laughs> At the same exact time, Jenny Bay makes a birdie. And the two-shot lead is gone. They both par their way in, and she ends up in a playoff. This is, like, inconceivable. She shoots 76 and is in this playoff. Um, And anyways, she ends up winning the playoff. She wins uh, the Anwa, but it's just, like, the entire back nine. It's like, what's going on with with Mr. Shang? Mr. Shang was, like, the topic of conversation, why he was caddying, why she didn't go with the Augusta caddy, and then, like, a big big subplot, like, it was great she won and everything, but it was like, why can't she play at Augusta National? She's yeah. unbelievable everywhere else. Yeah. Um, like, does her game, like, can she not do the, yeah. Is it is it too much uneven lie? Does it require a little bit too much non-simulator? I don't know. There was, like, that subplot. I don't, I don't know if that's fair, though. So, go ahead. So, anyways, uh, Joel Beal, uh, right uh publishes what you called the um oh god what did i reporting call it? feet 
in the year of 2023. Well, it was April. I'm an idiot. I mean, it was good. It was a good story, though. The Augusta National article, which was all about it detailed like it was they he had lots of Augusta National members on the record. I mean, it was crazy stuff. They like talking about internal politics, talking about their, you know, like the evolution of the masters and kind of the big question is like, um, does Augusta National run the Masters or does the Masters run Augusta National at this point? You know, it talked about some of their ambitious expansion plans, highway exit, potentially a second course, you know, all sorts of stuff. And Joel did come on the podcast as well. That was another guest. I forgot about week. that. A guest. Yeah. One thing I'll say while we're talking about this, it feels like with the rollback, like Augusta, it's this event that is four days of 365 and it feels like they hold an enormous amount of cards with how this is going to go in terms of the tour following suit. I don't want to get into a whole discussion, but yeah, it it, it seems like they have some sway over what's going to happen with the tours influence at least. Yeah. Well, I think they have a huge amount of influence with everything and um, I'd say the rollback, but then also what's going on in professional golf. If this just continues to happen, it's just, nobody's going to pay attention to anything. Right. Like I just, I don't think live people are going to watch for 20 years. And can you succeed? Can you, can something succeed if nobody's ever going to watch it? Yep. Yep. Like so, what what would Liv have to do to actually gain viewership? I don't think any I don't think there's legitimately anything they could do. It's a it's a big mountain. Yeah. It, it's Tiger, right? There's like one person in this game's history that can kind of instantly flip a switch into something, and it's Tiger. It's not Rory, it's not Rom, it's not like like there's it's not a format change. It's a tough tough deal so all right okay so i I sidetracked us there but just talking about augusta it's like they're incredibly important to however this rollback thing goes so all right right. we're we're just whipping around here this was i did this late last night i was very tired and uh and i just kind of threw it all on a google doc and so this is this is not organized i love uh, it that's the way it goes bounce around all right two two players in the top 25 of the world teed up at the valero not really not really thriving. Glory days of the Houston Open where a bunch of guys would go and then take the jet to Augusta. Okay. Do you know who won? I, I want to say Corey Connors. You're right. Second okay. time he won there. He's Loves trying to trying to take over the top spot in the in the Texas Open power rankings from, <laughs> uh, from Charlie Hoffman. Chucky. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. uh PGA Tour sends a memo out breaking down the new FedEx cup point structure so this is a you know prescient given the mule revolt recently (laughs) (laughs) it's amazing it's amazing how these two weeks that i did research on have so many parallels to what's going on right now um because obviously augusta week had a ton of rollback chatter um this week has this so um, that, that one of the things I found amusing and just recalled back is they put the little graphic in the, in the memo that had like all the categories, you know, explaining the categories like and a this, flow chart or something. Right? Yeah. The flow yeah, chart. Yeah. And this is yeah. where it like, it was officially shown 
that the European tour is now just a feeder yeah. tour. Oh, right? that's right. Like it, right. it was in with Corn Ferry on the same level as Corn Ferry yep. and Q School about yep. the opportunities to feed into the PGA tour. It is. It, it, this is the graphic that officially, you know, <laughs> marked the tombstone that the year the European tour of yesteryear is dead. Yeah. Um. So the the FedEx Cup point structures. 750 points to the players and the majors. I think the players might need to do a deduction if Rom goes. Maybe. Yeah, I It's a fair it's not yeah, it's a fair point. Like the players the is it it's not on the same level as the majors. Yeah, I mean the majors have like the strongest a lot the strongest things. field in golf they're going to lose that moniker because of the defections. Yeah, they didn't have Cam last year. They don't have Rom, Cam, several. Bryson, Although, Brooks. Yeah. And, and the majors, by and large, are getting most of those guys through very ex- exemptions. Sometimes they may phase out via OWGR, but they still have them. Rom will still certainly be at all of them. Yeah. So, interesting. Um. All right. 750 to players and majors. 700 to the designated point, to, uh, designated events. 500 to regular and 300 to opposite. So, Didn't opposite field get a new name? We don't need to talk about this right now. We'll talk about it another time. I thought it was some some new name that they came up with. All right. What else, what's next? Then it details all like the top 50 exempt and all that stuff. So okay. I don't think we need to talk. No. Bryson talks MLR ball. Oh, God. I don't think bifurcating the rules of golf isn't necessarily a great thing. So, so he's complaining about bifurcation. And I think this week he called like the worst thing you could do is rolling back the ball. Didn't look either. It's like a war crime. Basically. That's what he said. Yeah. I personally think that as we look at golf courses, what matters most is how it's set up. If a whole golf course was number 10 at Riviera, that would be amazing. I don't think it would be if you played 18 at Riviera's. I don't remember that quote. Okay. It would be so diabolical and unique and difficult and yet still fair if you play the right shot. I still think there's more to go on designing golf courses than designers think right now. Bryson? Would fucking hate a golf course that was ten or eighteen ten Riviera. <laughs> you, he would lose his. I think that's where he got caught taking a chunk out of the bunker lip. I think that was ten. Remember when yeah, he chopped tomahawked it? <laughs> he would absolutely hate that golf course. What's he talking about? I forgot this quote. Okay, I think you're going to have a bigger problem with the manufacturers. He said, uh, "The players aren't going to be happy about it. At least most of them." But the bigger problem is the manufacturers. I don't think you're going to get those manufacturers to pay to change the golf ball. It's going to cost them a a lot of money to re-engineer, retool. I know the process, and it's very expensive. For them to do that, the USGA and the governing bodies are going to have to pay for that. And if they do, then fine. It's my belief it would be difficult to get them to change. All right, Maselli had a report. He and and one of them, like at this point, there's rumors that Brooks is really like uh, malcontent and and yeah. like wants to leave. And the report is that players would owe two to four times their signing bonus if they left their contract early for live. I can't do that. Okay. 
Um, so Brooks wins this week at Crooked Cat, and, he, and it and it was trotted out by Liv that he, it was a historic win. Do you know what the historic win was? I couldn't couldn't begin to guess what <laughs> he made history by becoming the first player to win two events on the live golf. <laughs> first multiple time winner. He'd won Jetta and crooked cat, which I just can't imagine full swing. You know how they had the trophy shelves in the background. Yeah. I don't think those are going up there, but I could be wrong. All right. You tweeted, I'd like to shake this questioner's hand. And it was somebody asked Kevin, nah, Talk about the course you just came from, Orange County National. What are the differences between that and here? This bleeds a little into Augusta National Week. I think this might have been from Monday of Augusta National. So ask Kevin Nah this question. I think that might have been Brentley. Asking him to compare. Yes, DJ it too. We'll get to DJ later. (laughs) Ask him to pair Crooked Cat and Augusta. Kevin Na, Orange County National is a good golf course. <laughs> For a public golf course, it's a good it's got good design. The greens were rolling pure. I know the condition wasn't the best, and part of it's being public. But that's also the cool part is when we go to public venues, the local people that have played there or play there can see us play. Some of the best players play and kind of see how we play it. I think it's good for the game of golf. Oh, my God. Sometimes to go to some public venues. I know we've played some extremely famous public venues for major championships. I know we can't compare Orange County National to that, but it's still a lot of fun. It's no Augusta National, but I had a good time. (laughs) Do we? I don't know if you got this in your research, and I'm spoiling it. But remember, there was like um, golf now tee times available for the other course at Orange County National. Yeah. Non for like 165 bucks, you could book a tee time to. It was just whatever. like when the Tiburon courses for right, the women's right. had the are... guys playing on the other course, and you could hear the balls <laughs> splashing yeah. in the water. Yes, some chops on the other course. I think. It was whatever the name of the opposite one, Crooked Cat and whatever. Panther something. Lake, Panther. Maybe? Yeah, Panther yeah, Lake. yeah, I think it, you could book a Golf Now tea time on there during the live event. All right. All right. Norm, Norm is quoted, if one of our guys wins, speaking of the Masters, no matter what, who it is, they're going to be there. They're all going to be there on the 18th green. And that just oh, gives yeah. me goosebumps to think about. It was a News Corp article. Okay. Okay. Um, the Liv had these like insane promo graphics that week. They were like, they had like Disney in the background with the magic sticks uh, in oh. front of it, and then they yeah. had um, they had Danny Lee swinging lefty on the iron head. <laughs> so somebody flipped the the graphic. Danny they Lee so swinging left handed. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, and James Pyatt was also swinging left handed for the high flyers. <laughs> Love it. So more on the Maselli um, uh, SI story. Okay. Uh, it talks about like potential live expansion to 15 teams. And then it talks about like the um, dismissal of Majed and Atul Kolshla. And it yeah. talked about how one of the, one of the bigger issues of 2022 was large expenditures that were 
were either necessary but not approved or unnecessary and unaccounted for, supposedly to the tune of $180 million. Oh, my God. So apparently like $180 million went missing, wasn't approved, and that's why the the public investment fund forced out certain executives and are are kind of keeping a closer eye on on the tour and the structure and that's when the 75 25% breakdown with the team winnings yeah, comes yeah. to be where like 75% of the money goes back to the back. tour and then 25% goes to the team and a lot of it is is not going to the individuals anymore and more to like covering team expenses they're cutting back on some of the lavish you know um things (laughs) so you know like the the a lot of the team money just goes away and this is the thing this is the thing with live right is uh when you're contracted there they could change the rules they can move the goalpost at any time there was also in this there was like some rumors that players were confused about how many events um they were supposed to be playing a year so they there was like a 10 to 14 uh, event thing in all their contracts. Okay. And uh, it was, you know, rumored that Brooksy believed that he was playing 10 events a year and oh, taken aback when it was 14. <laughs> but he says if, in, in this event, he's very happy. He has yeah, no regrets. Happy. Love it. Yeah. Loves yep. it there. All this. So, um, and then at the Masters a week later, he would say, you know, it would have been a different decision maybe if I was healthy. When he's leading, you know, at six under, he says, we'll get that next week. All right. Apparently, lives, uh, you know, the PIF is a little disappointed in the slow ramp up of sponsorship sales. Okay. So teams are starting to ramp up staff and starting to sell sponsorships, but the process of staffing, which requires live involvement, is slower than some would like to see and is one of the growing pains that the new tour is experiencing. Selling sponsorships to things that nobody watches is hard. You know, I've been on both sides of it. You know, the the, the early years of podcasting when, Uh when it was like, we don't even have metrics that can tell you who's listening. Yeah, it was hard to sell sponsorships then. You well, know, I imagine better better do it that way than all out fraud of cooking the books or uh, you know just saying you got a million listeners or, or click viewers and yeah, slowly build. So, um, so live live golf officials or live officials have been complaining that the teams aren't doing enough to generate revenue. What so, does that mean? I don't know. So anyways, that's the Maselli article. Okay. All right. Uh, Cam Smith in the Masters lead up. Uh, is it important for live golfers to play well at the majors? I think it's important for us to go there and really show a high standard of golf, which we know we're all capable of. This is, of course, coming off of them being very bad at the majors the year before. Most of us live golfers will get four cracks at it this year in majors, and hopefully we can get a win out of it. Maybe we just show a really hearty effort. I think for us internally, it's the right thing. There's a lot of chatter going around around these guys don't play real golf anymore. And I think it's BS, to be honest. And we want to show people that. Um, He also (laughs) kind of takes some shots at the golf course, golf courses (laughs) they play and how they don't really ask them to be creative and how he wishes he could play some other places in the, in the lead up to the masters. And he said, I'm just working on getting a little bit more creative, hitting some different shots into greens. I feel like I've been maybe a little bit too one dimensional for a lot of this time this year. 
this place for me is I feel like you have to be creative to get at some of those pins. You have to hit a high big cut or you have to hit a low sweeping draw into the back pin. Um, do you remember? Do you remember maybe what the biggest story of this week was? Um, no, I don't. Gary right Player now. going off about his master's treatment to Gary Kershaw of the Times. No. Do you remember this? This was all the chatter under the tree uh, at the Masters. Can you believe Gary Player said all this? Yeah, maybe. Vaguely. Yeah, I remember talking about it at the Masters with people in the clubhouse and whatever. Uh, After all I've contributed to the tournament and, be- and been an ambassador for them, I can't go and have a practice round there with my three grandchildren without having to beg a member to play with us. <laughs> There's always some excuse. It's terribly, terribly sad. I've played my role. I've won it three times. I was in the top 10 15 times. I made the most number of cuts in a row ever, 23. Yet here we are struggling to get around. Get around. If it wasn't for the, the players, Augusta would just be another golf course in, in Georgia. Oh, my God. It's just sad. And I put a great emphasis on the word sad that Augusta doesn't make you feel welcome in that regard because I help make this tournament what it is. It's the youngest of the majors, and the others are steeped in tradition and history, and they ha- they still have uh, uh, to catch up. Nothing comes to the top without time. So, in the same article, <laughs> Player also said that no golfer has ever had a tougher life than he has. <laughs> and this came like one week after he ranked the Masters the fourth. fourth. Yeah. I remember that. We had that in the last part. Your interview. It's the fourth major. I mean, whatever. Augusta treats him probably pretty well. He comes, he's treated like a king. They parade him around. The one week a year he gets paraded around as a king. So all right. Um, but he just couldn't get around in. So that's yeah, yeah, the response yeah. to not being able to get a get a tea time at Augusta National is uh is to just put him on blast. Um the uh people make their way onto the grounds at Augusta National and to everyone's happy surprise. You know what's there? What? Peach ice cream sandwich. Oh. This is a big, yeah, big drama. Had a, they, they were going to do second year in a row, right? Wasn't it gone the year before because of some issue with supply chain? And then, yeah. But it was back. All right. Uh, um the the Masters puts like a little workstation photo ban, which really gets under some uh some <laughs> some, some media members' skin. This is so inside baseball. <laughs> People were so mad that they couldn't take a picture of like office for the week at the media center. People were legitimately pissed. Complaining. People were very were were angry about this. God, this is so inside baseball. I saw it. I had to put it in here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're not going to do inside baseball. What are we doing? That's good. I I agree. I agree. Um, And then we start to get we start to get the I'm going to lay up all four days rhetoric. um, Oh, from for thirteen, and then like nobody laid up. Um, And then uh, I I tweeted something that turned out to be like this is like a bad uh, bad tweets. Right or freezing cold takes. I tweeted something on Saturday of Live. I think it was Saturday of Live. It was a screenshot with Phil in 46th place, 
Sergio in 47th place and Siwon Kim in 48th place out of 48 players at, yep. at Crooked Cat. And I said, I tweeted rounding into form for Augusta. <laughs> and oh, that, that did not age well. <laughs> Who could have seen Philly boy coming? All right, that does it for Valero. Let's uh, okay. we're moving on to the Masters here. First major of the year. Internet's improved here. It's been a little clunky, but let's get to it. First major of the year. Uh, are you doing the lead up and then I'll, I'll do, do the, the tournament up. days? All right, we're on the ground again. Just to just, I mean, it's December fifth right now. I'm ready to get back. Quite honestly, you know what was was amazing was that yeah. Sunday afternoon just hanging out. It's the best. Just hanging out, just walking around one and. 18 and nine and yeah it's the best it's the best i mean as we as we sit here in december and there's like a lot of just sniping and and i get it you know i understand it's important issues on the table i just kind of want to get back (laughs) to the masters right now so all right we're at masters week so it's gordon sergeant mania okay that was there's talks about him having at most an eight iron into the green at augusta national um, like he's, <laughs> he said in, in a press conference, like 10, I might've hit Nate iron. Um, but he's blown and people like are getting to see him next to like Justin Thomas. And, you know, he's blown at 40 past him. He played a practice round with, uh, with Rory and Brooks and Brooks was regularly like 40 behind Sergeant. And, and then Rory was, you know, he, Rory was behind Sergeant when they were both hitting it out there. Um, mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I think that was uh, it was a rev- uh, like just like, a, oh, this is this is what's kind of maybe coming down the pipe um, mm-hmm. week with 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 Sergeant. He obviously got in because of the NCAA exemption, which was extended. That was made news in Ridley's conference. We'll get more into that. Um, I found a humorous tweet. Tron had a humorous tweet <laughs> about Sh- Scotty Scheffler, Max Homa and Sam Bennett group. And how they should be pre-approved to being put on the clock. <laughs> <laughs> Made me chuckle. <laughs> oh. The live pairings, uh, they really jammed some live players. So they had Phil with uh, Tom Hoagie and Siwoo Kim. <laughs> okay. DJ with Corey Connors and Justin Rose. Brooks was playing with Danny Willett and Gary Woodland. Bryson was with... Francesco Molinari and JT Poston. Cam Smith, Hideki and Sungjae. That's that's a good pairing. Cam had a press conference too. He was the only live player with a press conference, but Phil actually denied one. That was turned it down. Yeah, he turned it down. Sergio got paired with Keith Mitchell and uh, Higa. Remember remember Higa was like five feet tall. Oh yeah, he's like you couldn't see him. (laughs) It's kind of water bug. Neiman uh, was with uh, Hatton and Harmon, which, uh, you know, both those guys had great years. There's some interesting, like, Harmon slander, like he was used in some tweets. I think I saw, like, a a tweet where he was like, oh, Brian Harmon's made $30 on this tour. It's like, oh, then he won a major this year, and, like, how that (laughs) looks bad. And Gooch is with uh, Co-Crack and Sandy Lyle, gets paired with Talor Gooch. Oh, I forgot about that. We'll get to that in a minute. I got some good stuff on them during the play. Okay. The tortilla soup, apparently, like one of the big t- champions dinner takeaways. There's a lot of chatter about oh the champions God. tour. The tortilla soup was like inedibly spicy for some people. 
<laughs> what, a, what a dumb sort of peripheral inane thing that could only come out of Masters Week. All right. I forgot about that. That was like, Belatedly. people were like, the dinner was great. Like, there was no contention, but the tortilla soup was really spicy. Was I just like, got, I got to think that room just doesn't have like the the stomach for spicy food in general. They're probably no. not like big, you know, a couple of them can go for it. But on the relatively speaking, it probably wasn't that spicy, but all right. Um, Augusta National had the uh, patch project announcement. That was a big uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. Uh, thing. And then there's, of course, like the the story of uh, the, the course not knowing anything about it. The Muni down the road. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, you ask a question if Rachel Heck is the thirst bucket of the week. Did I ask that? I think I don't. I don't think I said her name. And now we are calling her out. I think I danced around it. But did you get that from the podcast notes? I don't know. I just, I, to be completely honest, I think I saw a picture of something, and I might have just, I might have just published a, a dratty house, a dratty house comment. I don't think I put form. it out there. I said, I, I said, I think I have. I refuse to name her, and now you just have. Well, maybe that's what there. I was thinking. Yeah, she was present that week for sure. All right. <laughs> Uh, DJ, DJ, DJ also asked to compare Orange County National to, to Augusta <laughs> National and had absolutely none of it. I don't think you could have those <laughs> the same sentence other than I played there last week and I'm playing here this week. Uh-oh. Fearless, fearless reporters asking about Crooked Cat at the Masters. There's a, a practice round. I think it was Monday practice round. Uh, and in the press building, it showed for a little while that Bryson was playing with Tiger. Oh, and it was a mix-up or something. But right? then it got switched to Rory. <laughs> okay. So, for a while, yeah. people were like, oh, they buried the hatchet. Yeah, it's just listed wrong. Okay. All right, here's some just we're just gonna go through some some quotes. Again, this is kind of unorganized. Okay. This is very unorganized. This is just That's fine. All right. So Tiger on rollback. I've been on a position if you play in a pro event, you should be playing a pro ball. We're not able to create enough property out there. This should have happened a long time ago. Mm-hmm. All the live players have their logos on. It's just, you know, one of the things they got asked not to wear them, but this year they all wore them. Um, Brooks, I'll be honest. I do miss playing against Rory. I miss playing against Scotty. I'm sure they miss playing against us as well. That's a fact. You always want to play against the best. That's going to make Augusta even more special. Rory, the masters and the four majors sit above all that noise. And that's the way it should be this week. You know, in regards to like the live PGA Uh tour feud. Uh Um, the DP World Tour won uh, an, the, their arbitration hearing against live players um, yeah, about their one. fines and like their ability yep. to do suspensions um, and such. Yep. Do you know who won the par three contest? Um, no, no, no clue. Why? Tom Hoagie. This is the peak <laughs> of Hoagie coin. <laughs> I told people that Hoagie was going to be winning at the at Augusta National. He won. I paid that bet off for everybody. 
Hogecoin. That's a big thing for Hogecoin. I forgot about that. Um, 13 is a big talking point of all, all sure. the stuff. Sure. Um, this is Jordan Spieth, just a guy. I agree that it's less exciting, he said. I think uh, I disagree that it's less exciting. I think you've heard mixed reviews. Some people say more. Some people say less. If you're stuck between, you know, you got to get more mayhem because you're going to get more water balls than guys hitting seven iron to the middle of the green. How is that not more exciting? It's not very exciting if someone hits seven or eight iron into the middle of the green two putts. You want to see someone hit it from further away or a harder shot. It's a change. It's a change because if you hit a drive before, you were looking at a six iron, and that's a lot different than between a four and three into that green. I don't know if it's a better or worse hole. It's a different hole, and I think you have to be determined if it's more or less exciting. If it's warmer, it's more exciting. But when it's cool, it may be just a lot of layups. But we'll see. Your favorite guy, the other Scott Stallings, has his final moment oh, in the God. limelight. Still never ending. He what tweets out, if you've been following the Masters mix-up between me and Scott, Scott Stallings and, Scott, and Stallings Golf, he tags himself. <laughs> Read Scott Stallings and Stallings Golf. You'll, you'll enjoy this ESPN segment. Headed uh, to Augusta today to finally meet the other Scott Stallings with a special delivery to the Masters. It's a Sports Center feature. I mean, ESPN comes in. They don't do golf every year. They just do these you know, general interest stories. And that's a viral story. And of course, they did an assay on that. So, yeah. Thanks, Scott Stallings. Had a full year. So. Then Blocky, just one month later, Blocky. <laughs> like wiped scott stallings off the fake scott stallings off the face of the the radar uh, of of aggregators everywhere yep yep god i can't wait till we get to blocky uh, we're getting there we're getting there um on the back of the rage podcast gordon Sargent told uh, a story about how he was there at the term at the at augusta on sunday and how people were mistaking him for a drive chip and putt participant oh yeah <laughs> I forgot about that. And security like wouldn't let him in at start. Like they were looking for his badge or he just his credential. Yeah. Okay. All right. Some more quotes here. Tiger quote. If you couldn't draw up a golf course that has more variable wins, more penalties for a shot that is one yard off, you couldn't draw. Uh, a shot that is one yard off can mean 40, 50 feet on a putt. It's just understanding that having that patience and that knowledge. You look at guys who have won back to back have all been pretty special players. Um, I understand marketing. Uh, so this is on the, on the, on the ball and stuff. Yep. I understand the marketing is going to be different for how you're going to market equipment to the public, but on a competitive level, there's only so much we can do at the amateur level or the tour level on how much property we can, we can do. And the guys are going to find ways to hit it farther. If you roll the ball back a little bit, you'll see the better ball strikers will have more of an advantage over guys who miss it a little bit. Um, last week I was at home playing at Metalist. I had my old persimmon driver and I was still able oh, to I carry the this. ball nine 290. Now when I missed it, 
No, it did not go very far. So I remember just this. think about like Bryson saying he found when he found a driver that he could miss hit and it still goes just as far. Yeah. Yep. I could carry it 290, but when I missed it, it did not go very far. But the ability to hit the ball in the middle of the face was rewarded. I mean, all this rollback talk, this is what really needs to be done, is this. Face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There has to be a reward at the highest level of the game for hitting the ball in the center of the club face, and there has to be consequences for not. And right now, there is not. And a, and a rollback of the ball may not. It's not going to do that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't know if Rory shared this, but yesterday I brought a couple ball out of balls up here with me, and I threw them over to him and, he, and had him hit a couple putts with him. And he said, oh, my God. I said, yes, exactly. This is... We're not going to roll the ball back that far, but it's kind of neat to be able to see the golf ball do different things. I forgot. I, I, I didn't real I didn't remember that until I was doing some research about the, the, the week of the tournament days that he had brought baladas with him to Augusta. Yeah. Um, you know what, what it, the week was for Rory, what, what the big talking point of Rory was? Um, no, what Bob Roteller. <laughs> What, that he was working with Roteller? Yeah, that he or was something? there well, right. on the ground. <laughs> this is the Roteller week. Okay. You know, we can look back on the history. There's the juggling. There's the books. You know, this week, this week on the history of Rory at Augusta National will be the Rotella week. All right. Roteller. He's working with Bob, Bob Rotella. All right. <laughs> In the lead up, at least, you know? Okay. Um, Sam Bennett. Um this is just on the course. I thought this was a cool quote. I've just learned you got to keep Ray's Creek at your back. It's quick going down towards that creek. I think around the greens, I can use a little bit of imagination and same with chipping. So this is an amateur um, who played quite well, acquitted himself quite well, uh-huh. playing Augusta uh-huh. the first time. Now, I just, you know, just want to point out that all the data says downhill putt, uphill putt doesn't matter. You should, you should yeah. always have... Right. Just right. just don't always listen to people with data. That's <laughs> I have, I've just learned you've got to keep Ray's Creek at your back. That means that if your Ray's Creek is at your back, you're putting uphill. Yep. Yep. All right, Ridley. Um in a general sense, we do support the proposal, the rollback, the MLR, and finish by saying we have been consistent in our support of the governing bodies and we restate our desire to see distance addressed after being kind of like non-committal at the beginning. Um, all right. Uh, on 13, after careful evaluation this summer, we moved the tee back, adding 35 yards to the scorecard. We believe this modification will put driver in play more often and restore the element of risk and reward that was not was intended in the original design of the hole. On Norman not being asked to show up, I would also add that in the last 10 years, Greg Norman has only been here twice. And I believe one of those was as a commentator for Sirius Radio. So said he didn't want Norman to be a distraction for the for yeah. the tournament. Yeah. Um Phil turned down the presser. We I said that. And then we discover most important discovery of, of the week is we discover what the uh, hidden meaning to garden gnomes was. And it, I'll never look at a, somebody walking around with their master's bag and the garden gnome in it ever the same. 
I don't know how many Masters preview pods you listen to out there, but um, I mean, the, too much. A lion's share of our Masters preview pod is just devoted to signaling you're a swinger and gnome culture. It's kind Garden of amazing. gnomes, Masters pineapples, preview pod. pineapples and shopping carts, Upside and half-opened gar- garage doors. Doors, the yeah, cracks. Gar- white rocks at the end of the driveway around your mailbox. There was all like all this stuff we're getting the way. I'm glad we don't know all this. That's what I'm saying. It was an educational week for us on that. But the gnomes, as the you know, grandpa runs in to get his gnome to put on his master's merch bag. It takes on a new meaning. All right. All right. That takes us to the tournament here. All right. Tournament tournament week, Thursday morning. We we lead off with the um the ceremonial first drive, uh to starters. Uh, Gary Player, then they bring him in, do their press conferences. Gary Player had some interesting predictions. <laughs> he says, and now what I know is a fact. That's fact. <laughs> this He's saying this is a fact. They will be hitting the ball 500 yards. He says they're predicting that they will be hitting the ball 500 yards in a couple of years, and they hit the ball uh, they hit it at 474 at the lawn drive competition. He says they will hit it 500 yards at the Masters. He says this will be a fact and that somebody will win a major at age 60. He says this is what will happen in the future. Um, game within the game. We had, I don't know why, we had a big Seamus Power versus Tom Hokey game. <laughs> game within the game amongst ourselves. VJ comes out in Hokas. Remember this? VJ yes. starts to, <laughs> I mean, People just love this and his little running shoes playing in Hoka's. Um, you tweet about, you know, there's some concern about Scotty. You tweet about watching him on Wednesday night on the range, just work through like two full bags of balls with the with one of the molded grips on the club. Yeah. You know how like they teach juniors how to grip a club? Um, it comes out, he uses this a lot, I guess. You're like, uh, and, uh, you know, that sends the punters and the gamblers uh, scurrying when you, well, you I, I did that. A, I did a good thing because he didn't play well. Well, he played. He, I mean, it was Scotty. He played his ass off tee to green and couldn't putt for shit again. So um, I think this is the beginning of the IBM Watson predictions. So people start having a lot of, of fun with this. They say Bernhard Langer will beat Tony Finau. <laughs> IBM Watson predictions like uh, and beat Kepka by two. <laughs> Said Lauder will beat Kepka by two today. So people are just having field. Day, and they like predict the scorecard all the way through. People having a, a field day with IBM Watson predictions. Uh, what happens is a 65 by Hovland, Rom, and Kepka. There's a ton of uh, Hovland scripting. Like he's got yeah. a big giant flower on him. It's like really garish and, and outrageous. Um, Rom, we'll get into it right away, who obviously won. He hit the first green regulation and four putted for do- double bogey. I don't know if you remember that. I kind of, I remembered it once I looked it up, but. I guess what I re- forgot was what happened next. He played the next 17 holes in nine under. So he shot 65 after four putting the first green. Um, I think he missed only seven, seventh was the only green he missed in regulation. He made a birdie there. He must have chipped in or something, put it off the green. Um, he gained like nine strokes gain. So, you know, eight strokes gained off the tee, uh, tee to green. I'm sorry. So we talk about like, I don't know. The Masters begins with the back nine on Sunday. I would say like Rom kind of won the Masters in those three hours after get, how he figured out how to respond to a four putt on the first hole. I know there was a lot more golf to be played, but that's astonishing. Nine birdies. 
yeah. nine under, I should say nine under through his last 17 holes after a four putt. So that's kind of, I, I, I forgot the details after that first hole of how well he played that first day. Um, 13th hole, you had Fleetwood saying, you know, they neutered this amazing risk reward hole, but he went for it in two. Uh, DJ says, most likely I'll be laying up all four days. That's, he, they all he went it, for it. He hit it 320. He had 205 in, did not lay up. Um, then Garrett had a lot of, Zach Johnson went for it in two. Garrett had a lot of fun with Sandy Lyle going for it from 242. But <laughs> he did not go for it in two from 242. Because it is believed he topped his drive off the tee. <laughs> Then hit it up to the corner and then went for it from 242. And they Forgot scrubbed it. That. They scrubbed it from like the shot by shot video tracers. There's no record of him hitting like in front of Race Creek up to the corner. <laughs> There's no video evidence. There's this tee shot and then it just goes to, uh, but he went for it from, the, uh, from you know, a 242. There's the Sandy Lyle Bryson game within the game. Yeah, yeah. Sandy Lyle Bryson. Uh, Kevin Nash shot an opening 40. Larry Mice. Larry Mice. Larry Mice, yes. Kevin Nash went out in 40 and withdrew from the Masters. And there were a lot of jokes like, does he now have to wait around until the end of the week to participate in the the live the all-live celebration on the 18th green that Greg Norman had commanded? Um, Rory and Homa both did walk-in talks. I forgot about that at the Masters, like doing walk-in talks, uh, which is very cool. Uh, there's a big drama with Kepka and Ricky Elliott told Gary Woodland. Did they tell him that he, sh- he hit a five iron on 15? Yeah. Like he flashes it with the glove. He mouths yeah. it, says five. Ricky Just Elliott does it with the five. Way I take my, my glove. Right. Off. Right. I mean, a, a huge deal was, this is forgotten now. Like huge deal was made about this. People like in the media were saying they outright lied about, you know, their rationale. They said they were going talking to a spotter. Um, the masters releases like a ruling or a press release the next day says, you know, no advice was given or requested, but this was like a massive deal at the time. Cause I think Brooks was 12 under through the first two rounds and like way out in front. Mm-hmm. And people were like, you know, you just let him right off the hook. He, you know, he, anyways, this, this was a ba- ma- massive story. Uh, Terrell Hatton flipped off. I think the 16th hole he's doing Terrell Hatton things. 15. He flipped it, flipped it off. There was footage of that. Phil shot 71. And like, this was when like he'd sort of been lobotomized all week. Right. He didn't talk the champions dinner. Allegedly oh, he just sat remember in the corner. When he was hiding at the, at the, yeah. the clubhouse. We, I didn't, we put witnessed that in it. There. Yeah. We, he was I hiding mean, he was behind like, pillars. Yeah. And we got a good story of him. Like how one year he was on the, on the veranda he was like flashing his like alligator belt to everyone down below and like how it contrasted with him like looking emaciated just hiding behind the pillars trying to like signal to a friend down below and so he'd been sort of lobotomized all week didn't speak at champions there and then he goes out and shoots 71 and it's the first time we hear from him you know he says his driver off the deck was salty you know, which was amazing. Amazing driver off the deck at eight, like way up the hill. Amazing shot. He's called it salty, real salty. Started quoting dodgeball, the movies like dodge a wrench because he had to hit it right handed on 14. Uh, I followed him for a little bit, even though, you know, I always end up writing about Phil at these majors. Um, so he was like himself again for a minute after a weird week. He shoots 71. He talks to the media. He's quoting dodgeball. He's talking about like his acceleratory and deceleratory muscles and all this stuff. And it's like, we have Phil back for a minute here, you know, being, being Phil. 
Uh, there was a real dodgy Morikawa marking his ball situation, which like the video was way worse than what happened. Apparently his ball moved. He threw his ball marker down on the ground. And, like It just looked like it slid his marker behind his ball, then moved his ball back to its original spot. And there was no context to the video and someone shared it. Like he had put his ball, like, you know, a good six inches in front of where his mark was. This was like a big drama that ended up being nothing for, for, I don't know, half a day. That's what I got for Thursday. The big one was, was Phil's return. Um, and then Rom's kind of comeback with 65. Um, Friday, Victor, Victor takes control of his own scripting. So there are all these press releases. This is what he'll wear all four days. And then he shows up in the Adam Scott, like tan brown. He's like, no, it's supposed to be this green floral thing with this loud <laughs> shirt. It's like he takes control of the scripting. And, and you know, the, everybody has the press release receipt and it's not there. Uh, Mike McDermott is on, uh, gets oh, the call yeah. up as he the, um, play. as the uh, marker. It's first time even on a Friday because of uh, Nah had to WD and I think Weir was playing solo. Weir, Weir, Weir played nine holes on Friday, uh, Thursday by himself and finished like 65 minutes ahead of the group in front of him. Um, and you had a fun story about Mike McDermott. You got a good reporting on the ground. You said this is the new marker. He drove the 11th green one time from the member's tee. And his caddy, do you remember this? His caddy yeah. ran back. Uh, this is Andy Johnson, Andy TFV. His caddy ran back uh, from his four caddy position to set up, quote, the longest walk with a putter in Augusta National history. And that was a good little Mike McDermott an- anecdote as the new marker for uh, the Masters. Um, Brooks admits if he were healthy, the live decision would have been a little different. Or more difficult, not different, more difficult. So that comes out. Um, kind of says, you know, it was a it was a health issue. Um, ESPN does a fun segment where they're trying to show <laughs> you had a lot of fun with this. What's in Patrick Reed's bag? Like, because the weather was coming in, they want to say like, what's like, how heavy is this? What's in there? And Michael Collins, I think, was being cheeky, and there was a gnome in the bag, and they pull a gnome out of Reed's bag, and based on the context of what we talked about with the gnomes and it being Patrick Reed, we all of a sudden have a lot of fun with that. Um, uh, high winds at 4.19 p.m. local time. Uh, high weather. winds bring down a trio of trees at the 17th tee box. No one was hurt. Television cameras caught it. I mean, spectators are running across the tee, other side of the ropes. There's guys putting out on 16. They look up. It just goes down. Um, an insane stroke of, I don't know, good fortune that no one got hurt. I mean, looking back on this Masters, it is incredible that they got 72 holes done by on time on Sunday based on how bad Saturday was, based on near-death tree experiences on Friday giant trees coming down. Then there's all this drama about were these trees like transplanted? Cause there's like, people are trying to Zapruder. Like, why are they cutting down healthy trees? Are they cutting down healthy trees next to these? Had they just moved these and planted them? Were they not like weak? Were they not strong enough in the soil? Like, was it just one burst of wind that took only these three, but, but amazing sort of stroke of good fortune that no one was injured as these giant trees come down. And there's a ton of video of it from the tee box in 16. Um, Rory shoots 72-77, misses the cut by five. Second time in three years that he missed the cut. Um, <laughs> I followed Jason Day for like 
too long to write a big story on him. And I think he he gave away four <laughs> shots in his there. last five holes. I was so pissed. I had all this great story ready to go. And he shot like an even par round. I was like, fuck. But he uh, was right there. He was like the only yes! guy that was close to Brooks. Yes. He was playing with Sargent and he was like showing Sargent the ropes, basically. He was showing like great touch and around the greens. He was playing so well. And then he Sargent gave away was four like shots. Sculling chips over. Yes. <laughs> Yes, and then he gives away four shots and five holes, and she's like a 71 or 72. Um, Bennett had made just one bogey through three, 36 holes. Uh, Cam Smith makes an eagle on uh, 15 from the fairway bunker, or eight, I should say, from the fairway bunker. It was like maybe the shot of the year. Like, you go back, look at that shot on eight, the fairway bunker on eight. Obviously, we know what that is. And just sends it up and gets to the mounds and it rolls down into the towards the flat uh, cup. It's like an amazing shot. Um, Phil keeps reiterating he's about to go on a tear. Keep in mind, Phil has like barely like not not a competitive golfer. He's fifty whatever. Has finishing in the forties on live every week. Um, uh, Kepka still pissed about the sort of signal gate says, I don't know if you're supposed to take your glove off with your fist closed or what, like getting a little salty about that, get, you know, pissed off. So, But it was like, there's a happy medium there to taking your glove off with your fist closed and like a distinct extension of all fingers to signal five. The last thing I'm going to do is give it to Gary Woodland, the U.S. Open champ, the 2019 U.S. Open champ. I think if he would have known we were hitting five, he would have hit six because I don't think Gary is that short and he's 10 yards in front of me. Well, like he can still take that information what you hit apply that he's 10 yards in front of you. And like that influences his decision, but this was a big drama on Friday, but we get golf cut short at four, four twenty or so on Friday with the trees coming down. Just a big, big deal. Uh, let's get to Saturday. Uh, there's a restart with no fans. Kind of cool. Tigers down an amen corner. There's nobody around. It's already start rating. Like the forecast is awful. I think Friday night it went from 83 to 53 like that with the wind so coming bad. in. And then Saturday it's like in the mid 40s at times. It's just pissing. It's it's really bad. The early late wave gets completely jammed while Brooks sneaks by. He gets to 12 under. Yeah. Um, I think it. I think, oh my God! The 18th hole. Remember, guys were hitting like driver I've three wood that. into 18. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So there <laughs> was, was lumber. Like insane. Morikawa, Morikawa hit lumber at four. Hit lumber into five. Uh, JT hit lumber into 18. I think he was 220 something and had to hit well, like a fairway wood to get up the hill to 18. Uh, just a super different conditions. You know, low 50s, mid 40s. Um, so, but Brooks like sneaks by. He got the late early wave so you miss like the wind coming in late friday and the nightmare on saturday restart um and he gets to 12 under and i think the stat was like everybody at 12 under of a major championship has won that major at the at the 36 hole mark aside from greg norman twice who's the only guy who didn't win the major when he got the 12 under. it's like 10 for 10 otherwise um what else happens uh there's like a big live question right we're like um how will live guys do in majors? Right. We talked about that going into this week. And I think Kyle Porter had a tweet, like 12 live guys made the cut three are in the top 10, including the leader. So like they sort of dispense with the the question about like, you guys won't be sharp for major championships, at least at this met at this masters. Like they were really present on the leaderboard. Um, what else happened? Rain, wind, we get the mid 40s. Um, final group ends on the seventh green. So we're, we get through the third round. 
Uh, they finally call it, I think, with Brooks and Rom on the seventh green. That was like a big problem spot, right? They kept squeegeeing seven. It was amazing they played as much as they did. It drains a lot, obviously, really well. It's kind of insane that they got through as much finishing second round, getting to getting to seven with the final round, uh, with that final group. Um, what else? Oh, coverage, kind of a coverage disaster. So because of the early tee times, all players were on the course before uh, CBS coverage window and yeah. featured group stream didn't include the final threesome of Kepka, Rahm, and Bennett. They we had to like rely on like the yeah. shot by shot kind of thing, the my group stuff. And then when they came on the air, the only shots we saw from the final group were the chips on seven and then they blow the horn. So they come on the air live. We see them chip on seven. They blow the horn. And then like it comes out, they've been filming and commentating and for tape. Like they've been, they've been filming, producing coverage of it all morning, but just, they weren't, they couldn't show it. They chose not to show it somewhere in between, but all they got were like two chips live. And and that was it for Saturday coverage, aside from some of the streaming. Uh, People were pissed about that. Um, Larry Mize, um, Larry Mize and Sandy Lyle say goodbye. Um, so they had to finish up their final Masters appearances without fans, right? My, Lyle is on 18, and the trees come down Friday night as he's about to go off into the sunset. The trees come down. They blow the horn. Non-negotiable. Everyone off the course. You can't finish. Um, Jason Kokrak, who is playing with Lyle, loses his mind. He calls it a chicken shit. He calls it chicken shit. Said it could have been a really cool moment for Sandy Lyle, his family, and the patrons of Augusta National. Him and Larry being their last masters. I asked them for a special exemption. They said they weren't even going to blow the horn for a few more minutes, but then the trees came down on 17. I said this is a moment he's not going to get again. Augusta National and the rules committee should be ashamed of themselves. Jason Kokrak saying Augusta National should be ashamed of themselves. I'm really disappointed for him and his family not to be able to have that moment. The lady said it was above my pay grade. And I said, this isn't something about pay grade. This is a moment in history. We won't get back. And you guys have ruined it. Um, Sandy Lyle says, I'll see you tomorrow. And he shrugs. He said he, he went and basically had scotch. He had tequila till one in the morning, came back and put it out. It kind of sucks. Put it out 18 with nobody there. And uh, Kokrak reiterates his position, calls it disgrace, calls it chicken shit. And that Augusta national should be ashamed of themselves. I mean, it's like, it's a crazy situation. It's really hard. Trees yeah. came down. It's shitty for Lyle. Um, Freddie Couples becomes the oldest player to make the cut, 63 years old. Uh, Tiger enters the week with 22 consecutive cuts made. Uh, he's one shy of Fred Couples and Gary Player's record for consecutive cuts made. This is Andy Johnson writing from the jump. Tiger appeared up for the task. He flagged his tee shot at 12, birdie 15 to get one stroke inside the cut line. Thing. Um Gritty two putt on 16, he strolled off the green and near the t- 17th tee and slipped. Yeah. You remember this? I'll never forget it. And he looked painful. His gait changed. And from there, it was like just a complete struggle. I think he finished bogey, bogey, maybe. I, he started, it just like changed everything when he walked yeah. off, slipped walking off. He like could barely get up 18. So he finished second round with 73 Saturday morning, looked miserable. Um, and then, yeah, video comes out of him, I think, in front of 17. Like, I can't tell you. It, it looks awful. Like, it, uh, yeah. hobbling is doesn't do it justice. There was, like, real concern. Like, can he get up the hill at 18? Like, is he going to be able to get up 18? That's how, like, walking him, watch, 
I don't know, seven yards from his shot to his bag was like one of the most painful things you could see. So he does make the cut thanks to JT. He needed JT to move the cut line. So not only does JT move the cut line, he also then misses the cut. Misses the cut. Because he bogeyed 17 to move the line. Then he bogeyed 18 to miss the cut. Um, I think he came in... uh, so he, he gives Tiger the record. He gets Tiger the record. He played his last eight holes, six over par. He had 218 Ty, into 18. Gary players, 23 made cuts yep. in a row, right? Yep. He, shuts, he shoots 78. Um, these guys are all hitting lumber. Peter Costas tweets, not about exploding drivers. In these conditions, a ball rollback would cause Augusta National to use millions of dollars to build playable forward tees. LOL! Exclamation point. So he's suggesting the rollback would have to because it's uh, always fifty degrees, and, yes, you know, yes. windy, rainy, and in, in April yep. in Augusta. Yep, yep. Uh, JT comes in in forty-one. Bogey's three of the last four. Bails out his boyhood hero with moving the the uh, the, the cut line. Um, John Rahm, you know, gets the worst of it. He's out there with JT in the morning. Adam Hayes, I hear him tell him it's the worst they've played in since Sunday at Portrush. Remember how bad that got there for a while. Sam Bennett, who's suddenly like in the main event, has no logos. He had no rain gear. He didn't have NIL deals for his rain gear. So he's just an unlogoed rain gear that that becomes prominent all day Saturday. Um <laughs> We were very mad about umbrellas in general. I don't remember this, but we got very upset about umbrellas jamming our sight lines. Like, we shouldn't yeah. allow umbrellas in. Like, why are we doing umbrellas at this event? Uh, we were very mad about this. And then we also forget <laughs> the all-time phrase from Randall, sensory blitzkrieg. <laughs> what was it about? Just guys on the range, they're sensory blitzkrieg. They have too many people talking to them, too many people in their head. They're having to deal with sensory blitzkrieg. He uses the term three times in a matter of like 40 seconds on air. And this becomes like, you know, canon for for Brandall Cannon. Um, I don't know what he was talking about. I think he was suggesting, you know, the quiet mind wins the major and the term sensory blitzkrieg is born. Um, That's it. I think. For Saturday, Jason Kokrak calling him chicken shit and sensory blitz creek. All right, Sunday they resume on seven. Three minutes in, there's a two shot swing with Brooksy and uh, and John Rom on seven. I think Brooksy was four shots ahead as they went to bed se- uh, six holes into their third round. Um, yeah, because they like, had the all day thing. They had Sunday was you know right. a marathon. We're super fired up. This is going to be a thirty hole heavyweight bout. We thought it'd be like Troon 2016, Rom versus Brooks, thirty holes. Um, Spieth gets involved. Sahith, I missed this. Sahith did the tiger shot at 16. He jarred it from left of the green. Went up the slope, Except come the down. Green, tiger, uh, you know, somebody asked him about that. Yeah. Because there's, I don't know, there's like all of this, all this talk about that shot before, for some reason, before this Masters. And and somebody asked him if he had gone and tried it again. And he's like, well, the green's changed. So it's not never the same shot. <laughs> Well, Sahit does it and goes charging uh, to get a top 12 exemption in the next year. Like, and, and people go nuts when he makes that shot. Spieth like, gets within three. He's four under through 11. But no, they're not showing him just because they're on different sides of the course. We have three some split tees. He's with Phil. Um, so, so he gets like really close within three of the lead. Jim Nance, 
This was when Brooks, he hit it. This was the finish of the third round. There's Brooks on the CW, the crosswalk. So he hit it to the crosswalk on 15. People thought this was a dig at Liv. He's out there on the CW. And that was Nance having a little fun. Um, so Ron blows past Brooksy all day. They have a 30, you know, uh, Brooksy's four over through 12 in his final round. Like this is going to be a mano a mano thing, but uh, it really wasn't. He <coughs> Kepka was like three back by the time they went to the back nine in the final round. Um, Ron becomes the first European born player to win both the masters and us open. Um, he had a two stroke disadvantage based on the draw and a four putt first hole. And he won by four. And we're talking about the guy that might be going to live. Um, so this narrative sets in with Brooksy. He's had four good chances to win majors since 2019 Beth page, right? He yeah. got jammed by Phil, got kind of alpha by Phil at Kiowa. Um, did the talk to big game at Harding park. Um, obviously this one he just Rom, hit like complete shit. Yeah. He's bad. He was bad. Like, we, it didn't materialize in the way that like they were trading these haymakers, right? And a lot of that was Brooks. I mean, Ron was stellar, but Brooks just didn't play well. Um, Spieth and Phil were like their own little show an hour and 45 minutes ahead. <laughs> Phil finishes T2. I believe they combined for best ball 58. 17 birdies. Two lowest rounds of the day uh, between uh, uh, Spieth and Phil. There's like a conspiracy theory that CBS like um, sort of blacked out Phil's round, but it yeah. was just like live guys were really mad. They're not showing Phil, but it was, they were on the other side of the course. They were so far out of it. And it's just like, what, what are you supposed to do? That was their explanation. Um, what else? There are a bunch more 13 updates. 64% of the field went for the green. That was the final tally. Um, there were just a lot more outcomes. There were like guys hitting it, over the green, Garrett wrote eloquently about this. Guys hitting into bunkers that were never used or seen before over the green. Um, you know, guys hitting in the water, guys hitting it to new layup spots. Just the variety of outcomes that Garrett wrote about was like obviously what brought this back into play. And not everyone laid up. There was 64% went for it. Um, what else happens? Tiger withdrew, by the way, for before like this third round on Sunday morning. He finishes it and then he withdraws. Um, Citing plantar fasciitis. Um, played in the penultimate group. <laughs> Hovland and Cantley shot 75 to drop out of the top 10, but his place was pace of play was so bad that uh, Brooks called it out. That group in front of us I was forgot about slow. this. slow. John went to the bathroom seven times today, and we were still waiting. So Cantley's in the second to last group, shoots 75, and becomes like, like, just a complete scapegoat poster boy whipping, you know, just the, the punching bag for this. Like, and there's like a bunch of fan videos from Harbor town the next week, but it really took off Sunday at the masters in the last group. Uh, that's where you don't want to be called out. Uh, and that's where Cantley found himself. Um, what else happened? Uh, Rob took the, the uh, box. At, it was insane. Insane. Watching, him, watching him walk around. Cantley. Just watching him it was, stroll well, around the green, the fifteenth green, the fifteenth yes. green. I'll never forget it. And sixteen was bad. Yes, it took him over a minute to hit putts, like yeah. when he was over them. Um, the round was five hours. They played in twosomes. It was over five hours. They played in twosomes, and this was like a big, big issue. They did the green jacket ceremony. They needed to bring out like spotlights and stuff. Finished on time, otherwise. But um, 
All right. What else? So, so pace of play becomes a huge, huge thing. They were waiting for 10 minutes on the second tee. I remember that. Rom and Brooks. By the second tee, they were like backed up already. It was just a disaster. Um, what else happened here? Rom took the tee box on four. He says, I wanted to give Brooksy something to look at. Uh, we won't go blow by blow, but you remember his shot on 14? He hit it like around a tree. 14, obviously one of our favorite greens yeah. at Augusta. And he hit it like around a tree and like used the slopes on the green. That was like, good night, see ya. Like Brooks has no chance even with par five ahead of him. Like that that was it. That shot on 14 was really the one. Uh, but didn't really materialize into this awesome back and forth. Um, so what, uh, Spieth says he played too much golf. And that's why he played too much golf coming into this. And it's like, we're gonna have to really look at how we do designated event scheduling. Because I was like, rusty, poor decision making. I played too much golf coming into the Masters. We can't do this. Um, Adam Hayes says John is often rooted for less in America, but he had a few more people out there rooting for him uh, today. I think there's like this Brooks is Brooks not as loved anymore for the live, but, but Adam Hayes said John had a bunch of people out there for him. Um, his, he finishes with his tee shot, not even getting to 18 uh, to the fairway on 18. I should say, it's like, yeah. like knocked out and he's like, but it doesn't matter. He's, he's coasting by then. Uh, one of the cool moments for me was watching Jose Maria, like bolt out of the, like trying to get one arm into his green jacket, a second arm while he's sprinting from the clubhouse to be there. And then it ends up being like one of the best images on the broadcast. He's like, gives this big embrace to Rom as he's walking off. And, and like, they're both kind of in tears, Jose Maria, sort of this lineage of Spaniards and Seve's birthday. And that was obviously celebrated quite a bit. Um, and then we'll finish with this, uh, with this Kyle Porter stat. Uh, he tweeted since turning pro, um, John turn, turning pro in 2016. My internet's killing me right now. Uh, since turning pro in 2016, John Rahm's worldwide numbers wins first, top fives first, top tens first, top 10 percentage first, strokes gained first since turning pro in 2016. Um, and he, this was his second major. He's obviously maybe the best player in the world since 2016, turning pro. And maybe he's going to live. We'll see. But he won the 2023 Masters. And that concludes our year in review on the first men's major of the year. We'll get back up, pick it up, maybe Friday. We've already started a little RBC, little Zurich. Got some more amusing nuggets from uh, from the, that sort of lull of a swing between the, the Masters and PGA. But we got some fun stuff coming for that. All right. Everyone enjoy your Wednesdays. You know we'll what be you back missed? with you on what? What I miss? You missed that. Uh, uh, well, you missed. Uh, we got to do an ad read, right? Maybe. Yeah, I did. I did. I pulled it up and everything. <laughs> we will move it. And you missed that I won the media lottery. Oh, I had it in here. Well, that's like a, that's an RBC week. That's Monday of RBC week. Well, Andy won, won the media won lottery. The lottery. I guess you won the lottery Friday. That's true. Everyone wants your bag set up. Your persimmons. You played your classics, right? Your retro set. I did. Play you won my, the media lottery. Classics. I think RBC week Monday, we got to go through a little bit. You, you slam it into the grandstand on 17. Use the backboard. Yeah. Yeah, almost. What'd you go? 15, you yeah, know? I was gonna say. What'd you do? 11, 12, 13. Didn't you birdie eleven? I, I, I went say. birdie, birdie, par. Okay. Birdie, birdie, par. Eleven, twelve, okay. thirteen. 
You Amazing par on 14 from the right trees, too. Okay. There Had it go. cooking. That was that was a cool moment for you, for the for the pod, for everybody. That was fun. Um, all right, that does it. Let's go to uh we'll talk to you guys on Friday. What are we doing about the ad? Are we pushing it off? Yeah. I think we can. Ah, God. Three 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 separate recordings because you're in our internet and failed to remember an ad read. What a disaster of an episode. I had my club champion all square to go, ready to go. That was too all right. long. That sucked. There we go. See it. Um, see it on Friday. Who knows what we're talking about? Are you still recording? <laughs>